0: Question: How many things in your life are automated? Answer: Even more than you think. Automation isn't just the future anymore. It's the here and now. Experience the latest automation solutions and technology. Learn from industry titans and connect with other professionals paving their way forward, only at Automate, North America's largest robotics and automation showcase in Chicago, Illinois, May 6 to 9, 2024. Registration is open and free. Learn more at automateshow.com.
1: Well, it's been a uh, a good first week back. We had a lot of uh, politicos stopping by and giving us their impressions about some of the issues facing this country. I don't. I'll leave it up to you as to whether or not these folks uh, fulfilled your uh, expectations. You know, it's it's kind of what I want this audience to focus on in the new year. Uh, I I we've I think I don't ask very much. Of, of you as an audience but I think I'm going to ask you this time this year to to get involved to to recognize that your freedom and your liberty and your prosperity it's not something that's baked into our bloodstream it's not something that is that is automatic anything that's worth having is worth exerting some effort to preserving or making happen and your freedom and our, our constitutional rights is, is one such thing. And there's a reason why we do this. Well, at least there's a reason why I do it. I don't, I don't know your level individually of commitment to preserving what this country has been and, and should be for future generations, but mine is huge. Now, I don't think it's my generation, Generation X, responsible for this, But I do know that it's landed on my generation's lap that we will potentially hand our kids a lesser America than we inherited. And for me, that it keeps me up at night. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's just it's like man alive. Really, it's going to be my generation that couldn't overcome the obstacles from the previous, you know, the baby boomers. And man alive, I I just hope it's, I hope it's not the case. And I'm going to be damned if I'm not going to go down swinging, you know, I'm not going to go down or let me put it this way. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down fighting, kicking and screaming and scratching every step of the way. I am not going to surrender what we have built willingly. Uh, They're going to have to, what did Heston say? Pry it from my cold dead hands. So that's kind of where my mindset is and i think that 2024 is going to be a decision-making year for a lot of us i i want you all to be ready for what is coming because look look at how our enemies ended 2023 by throwing their political adversary off the ballot can can you believe that can, can you ever imagine when we were growing up that some leftists would say you know what uh we're going to save democracy by denying people a vote. <laughs> I just, I'm thinking to myself, who would ever say something like that, number one, and then who in their right mind would ever believe it? But you know what, frankly, folks, we've got kids at university these days who are out there saying, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> well, saving democracy, even though we're a representative republic here in this country, uh, saving democracy by denying the vote. It's, in, it's insanity. Now look, when all is said and done, we're fighting for whether it be the ability to preserve prosperity, the ability to preserve security, the rule of law, freedom, or whether it's just the finer things in life. Some of, some of you may, you know, what about just taking a drive anywhere, anytime you want to go? It could be something as simple as that. It could be something as partaking in your favorite adult beverage. Uh, I have several. Wine has been a curiosity of mine for many moons. I think I'm going to dig into that a little bit more with the help of somebody who can now be classified as somewhat of an expert on the subject, a congressman turned tech entrepreneur turned winemaker. That's next on the Salcedo Storm podcast. Enough. Our sponsor. Are you sick of all these Medicare commercials? Well, what if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services, including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and there are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you.
0: every weekday afternoon on Newsmax.
1: How can switching to Patriot Mobile help you? First, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're not going to be funding a left-wing company. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company. They donate to the causes you and I support. How else can it help you? Well, it will keep voices like mine independent. You switch over to Patriot Mobile. They have industry leading reliability because they're not just one network. They have all three major networks. And every single time you switch to Patriot Mobile, you Using my promo code storm, you support me. And you keep my voice independent. So just in case somebody in the woke crowd tries to come around and cancel me, they can't. Because you have the power. So go to patriotmobile.com slash storm. patriotmobile.com slash storm and switch today. can also dial 972-PATRIOT. Check out all their discounts. Stop funding your political opposition. Help keep me independent. Spend your hard-earned money on folks who have your values. Not the woke crowd. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. patriotmobile.com slash storm.
2: Tired of cable news lying to you? It's time the establishment media went the way of the dinosaurs and for free digital journalism to rise. At Texas Scorecard, we bring you real news for real Texan with no paywalls ever. Go to TexasScorecard.com today.
1: Folks, I want to welcome to the Salcedo Storm podcast, a man who really needs no introduction, former congressman, and now he runs the Trump Technology and Media Group, Congressman Devin Nunes. Sir, so glad you made it.
2: Chris, it's great to be with you and uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holiday, and all the all that good stuff. And yep. and happy uh, belated birthday.
1: And thank you kindly. And this this podcast will be dropping on the week of Christmas. So it's all gonna be it's all gonna be good, folks. And the reason why I brought the congressman on is we've had a couple of conversations like this. I'm not sure if we've done it on radio, but I know we've done it on the podcast about wine. And on my birthday that, that rolled around a couple of weeks back. The congressman's gift arrives, and it wasn't for my birthday. He was just sending this along. It just happened to arrive on my birthday, and it was three bottles of wine bottled by him. Now, you you probably you probably done so many of these interviews, congressman. You don't remember the last time we spoke about exclusively wine. You said you were in the process of getting this vintage and getting it bottled and getting it, you know, ready for small gifts and that kind of thing. And man, it was really cool to get it in the mail. The presentation was awesome. I gotta say.
2: Well, you're you're too kind, and my friend. And I'll tell you, it's uh, it's you know one mm-hmm. of the it's really my only hobby that I have is. And I, you know, I come from everybody in my family, uh, you know, before me are all involved in agriculture and farming, and I was the first one to venture out into something different, which was uh, politics, but. I've always, you know, stayed with, you know, one foot uh, in agriculture. I actually had a, invested in a small amount in a, some little boutique wineries uh, back about 20 years ago, and then I wanted to. I, I've had this this working uh, dream that Portuguese varietals grown on the central coast of California will make world-class wines that can compete with wine's all over the world and I think we might have talked about this last time. We did. Um and and so you know everybody knows Napa Valley and then kind of the number 2 area in in California is Paso Robles which is on the central coast San Luis Obispo County. So for those that that kind of know the the coastline of California basically halfway between Santa Barbara and Monterey mm-hmm. lies lies Paso Robles. And Anyway, which is only about. Uh, I, I live in the San Joaquin Valley, which is the big agricultural area, and we grow a lot of grapes here, and we, in this area, but, but we actually those those grapes are usually the wine that it, it gets so hot. that This is the wine that goes into, you know, box wine and and kind of high volume wine, and so the finer wines are coming from places like like the Paso Robles area. Mm. So I, I decided to. You know, I've, I've always believed that these Portuguese varietals grown on the Central Coast will, will create these really fine wines. And, and look, I had a little bit of, uh, of advance on this because a guy that I knew was taking was, uh, these grapes and making port out of them, port wine, traditional, uh, which is, you know, dessert wine. Um, but every once in a while, he would kick off a, a red table wine. And anyway, I was I was going to, to start this project and you'll you'll remember these dates. In two thousand seventeen was supposed to be my first vintage. <laughs> well
0: Yeah,
1: what what happened?
2: <laughs> so those were the days when I was just doing my job, loving uh, life, mm-hmm. the House Intelligence Committee chairman. Right. Very rewarding work. We were never out in the public, never in the eye. <laughs> you would only hear from us when there was a terrorist attack uh-huh. or something that happened on the global stage. And, you know, because the, the kind of the rule of thumb was that that politics stopped at the shore. So whenever we went overseas, you know, we never talked about Republican or, or Democrat. It was always, you know, very, very nonpartisan. Uh, well, that all ended in 2017 with the Russia hoax. Mm-hmm. And so even though I, so I was going to start this project in 17, but it just became a uh, just you know nonstop attacks on me and my family and my, my staff and everybody else by, um, by the left and the media and everything else. And I don't, you know, we don't want to get too political. It's the holidays, but, but anyway, long story short, Chris, 17 came and went 18 came and went 19, 20. And then at the end of 2020, it, the, this vineyard that i was familiar with these grapes these portuguese varietals was going to come available so i i had to i had to either do it or don't do it and that was really my choice and you know wine takes a long time you yeah know, you think about it you, so anyway in 2021 um uh t- took off my first vintage and now we just put that into the bottle and now it's out out on the market and here so, we are devin yep devin dot wines.com so i make a I make two uh, in 21. I have two Portuguese varietals blends. uh, And then I do a Cabernet, which has some roots in true social uh, because we, when I was on true social, just messing around, doing some polling, just, you know, some polls that I was putting up. I said, Hey, should I make a a Cabernet blend? And everybody says, Oh yeah, of course. Well, what should I name it? And so we put up a whole bunch of names and the name that won was Patriot. So, so my, Cabernet, coming on. My Bordeaux blend is called the Patriot.
1: The Patriot, and and the bottles, folks, are just just very elegant, black with white lettering, and and uh, the the Patriot has the American flag on it. So I want to talk about these. About these, the wines that you sent me in particular. So let's talk about the one that everybody's going to know first, which is the Cabernet. And it's, what what did you say was the, was the, uh, the, the, the blended grape for it?
2: Well, it's, they're all Bordeaux varietals, but it's mostly Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh Um, But typically, um, most, most of the time that you're drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon, there's usually two or three other grape varietals in it. So the one that most people know would be Merlot. Um, right. And, you know, that's how the French do it. Um, and that's, and, you know, it's kind of an American thing to say Cabernet Sauvignon because you don't really see that in France. Um, but it's, again, it's the grape that just, it just crushes it. Cabernet Sauvignon just does so well in Napa Valley. And, and it put California on the map with those original wines from Napa Valley. And about, uh oh, oh, about 35, 40 years ago, they went to the Paso Robles area and they started to plant some of these Bordeaux varietals. And that was, and then at the time that, that the wine industry was really starting in that region, I actually went to, to university there at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Oh, Cool. Yeah. And so I got to know a lot of these guys when I was, you know, when I came from farming, came, my, my family had grapes. So I made, you know, fast friends and good, you know, good lifelong friends with some of the, the early winemakers and, and so growers there. So you're
1: saying when because I've I've always thought, and maybe I just learned something. I've always thought when it says a Merlot, it's going to be the Merlot grape. When I see a Cabernet, it's going to be the Cabernet grape. So even though it doesn't say blend, you're still getting a blend?
2: Not not always. I think that the answer is that depend it depends, but okay. most most of the high end wines that you get are going to be blended. I mean that's it's 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 tradition and there's a reason why it's tradition. It's because it really takes blended wine to make really well balanced wines. I think um, you're right fine.
1: You know, I yeah. was I was over in the UK and I had something from a, a Chilean winery called Conchi Toro. They don't even sell mm-hmm. this particular blend and I remember it because it was one of the best wines I'd ever had in my life. And they don't even sell it in the States. So I I was on a two or three year odyssey trying to find out where I could order some of these. I actually ended up getting a couple of bottles shipped to me in the states, but it but but it was so cost prohibitive. I only did it once, but yeah, Toro, It's a Chilean wine, very nice, and it, it was a it was a blend, and I haven't been able to find it any place else. So when I when I cork the the Cabernet Sauvignon from Devin Nunez, what am I going to find on the palate, and and what's a good pairing for it?
2: So, so the difference with what it, my you know between my Cabernet Sauvignon and what you probably find most other places mm-hmm. um, is that I, I'm I am not a believer in having a lot of oak. So everything is aged in oak barrel, um, but I I limit the amount of oak. I, I do it I just enough, um, but never to try to mask the fruit. Because um, I'm, I, I, I want to make sure the flavors of the grapes, you know, really, really come out. And these particular, uh, th- this vineyard you see on the bottle in the back, it's the Santa Margarita Appalachia, which is a, which is a small uh, microclimate just south of Paso Robles mm-hmm. for people that know their know their geography. Um, and it's really a nice, a nice vineyard. Um, my winemaker. The, well, I guess I'm the winemaker, but I really, I the, the real, uh, the real skill here is is that, uh, you got to know people that know what they're doing. And one of my, <laughs> one of my best friends, you know, because you got to do this. It's like anything, Chris. Like no, you know, this is stuff it takes a lifetime to master. Sure. And and one of uh, my good friends uh, is one of the top winemakers from there. Uh, from that region mike signer is his name his his winery is called signer la valley and he makes a great pinot noir and him and i had been talking about this this growing these portuguese varietals over there for many years Uh, but he also works closely with the santa margarita ranch and uh, we came up with this, this idea that hey we just need to you know everybody you know everybody knows cabernet sauvignon you know, everybody knows me as as you know be, being in Congress. We probably ought to do something for that market, because how many people are going to you know want a Portuguese blend that that, that they've never tried before until you know we really develop that market. You got to remember, I'm the only one that's that's specializing in these Portuguese blends in the mm-hmm. United States. True. So so we wanted to make something that everybody understands. Everybody knows Cabernet Sauvignon, and we made it patriotic, put the flag on it, and then we. Like I said, did a poll and uh, Patriot won. So it'll be a um, it's you know very balanced wine. Um, my my wines you know tend to be, and this is my preference. Um, I don't like them to be t- you know too high in alcohol. So I mean, you're talking about minute differences, but. Um, it's only like fourteen point three percent alcohol, okay. Um, which you know, a lot of cabs are gonna be fourteen and a half to to fifteen and a half that you'll see. So
1: you're like you're talking about this. This is this could be a a good table wine. This could be an everyday, uh, type uh type of you know a, a half glass as, as the wife tends to do as I tend to do every now and again, half a glass or a full glass with dinner, and that it, it it'll pair very well with, with with I'm assuming red meats and 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 hearty meats. Yes it's all
2: a lot. Look, I never like to get into that game cause I let people decide, uh, on their own. But look, I would run this up against, you know, pretty much any, any Cabernet Sauvignon. If you're familiar with the ones that are from sure. the Paso Robles area. Sure. Uh, this is, this is right up that, uh, you know, there it's, it's, so it's every bit as good as anything you're going to find there. So a, I typically, for me, yeah, I, I drink, you know, those big cab, big, bold cabs. I drink them, uh, when when I'm having steak or or you know typically red meat,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and me, I'll I'll usually pair one of those those Big Mac Daddy cabs with a uh, with a chocolate cake or some kind of chocolate, which is also pretty damn good. So just to understand the process, because you said you don't go oaky, which by the way, I'm, I think I mentioned last time, I'm a fan of 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 Okie Reds. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're 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 harvesting in twenty one. So you've got to make the vintage so it's at least a couple of years old because it it takes time. So you're bottling for a 23 release, which is what we're getting right now. How much time are you spending in oak barrel and then transferring over to what medium out of that to, to steel, uh, stainless steel, or what are you, what are you fermenting the rest of the way?
2: Yeah. So probably the better, so the better example would be, uh, on my, on my Portuguese varietals, but. But for, for the, the purposes of, so, so the cab, you know, that stayed in the barrel for about 14 months.
1: Got it. Okay.
2: Um, and then what you'll do is you'll then transport it into stainless steel so you don't let any more oak get to it. Got it. Um, what's interesting is on my, my Portuguese varietals, uh, um, I actually, you know, some of them I thought, man, I, I I actually took them out of the barrel. Some of them only I, I put only in for 10 months. Oh, um, yeah. Some was, some was 14 months. Um, but you know, I just, I never want to take away from the character of the grape. And look, this is where this is, this is the confluence of where science meets art. Right. So it's all in how somebody wants to have something, right? Like there's nothing wrong. Like, 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 you know, you, you enjoy the, 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 Oak on the Oak flavoring in these wines. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's a lot, you know, in most Cabernets, that's how they are. Sure. Um, this one is just going to be just a little bit, a little bit less. I mean, you have to have a very, what's funny is that,
0: that,
2: you know, for as as long as I've been involved in wine, as much as I like wine, I am the first to admit that I don't have that real great skill set that some people do that can get all of those little flavors out of the, the, uh, you know when they when they open it up and, and taste it or you know just the flavors from the glass. Um, so that's I don't know if that's why I'm so particular about you know making sure that, that the fruit is is forward in it mm-hmm. versus the oak. Um, but but for whatever reason that's just been my preference and so so I'm just really anti um, you know getting anything that's going to taste too oaky.
1: Understood. Um, Understood. Yeah, but folks, yep. we're talking to uh, Congressman Devin Nunes. He he is, of course, the head honcho over at True Social, and he's a former congressman. And he's he's now dabbling into to wine in limited release. And the last time you and I spoke, because I, I know folks, you've heard the congressman mentioning a couple of times the the Portuguese varietals. He's the only one doing it. And so the last time we spoke, I was mentioning how they are doing. Something like this in Texas. They're they're taking a grape that does well on the meridian where Texas is overseas, and they're bringing those those grapes over here uh, with uh, Zinfandels, uh, a Sargentino grape, I guess, or Temper Tempranillo is is one of these these labels that they're, they're they're putting in here. Grapes I've never even heard of because I'm I'm originally from California, but they're doing great here in Texas, and they're making some fantastic wines. So now you're getting into the Portuguese varietals, and I can hear the passion in your voice about it. And you sent me two blends. So tell me what is distinct about both of those.
2: So the easy way to think about it is is that the one is Mm medium-bodied, and it's ironic that you use Tempranillo, that you brought up Tempranillo. So one of them has... Four grapes, which one of them is the Tempranillo. So in, now, in, 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 that's a Spanish grape, but it also happens to be a Portuguese grape. Okay. It's just called it's just called a different name. Of course, you know the countries are next to each other, right. um, but um, the grape is is called Tinto Ruiz in Portuguese. So the the Central Coast blend is more medium bodied, and it's because we put in um, some of that uh, Tempranillo in, in, into the blend. Um, the other blend is the three grape blend of, of which primarily it's Tariga Nacional, which is the, the, it's like the Cabernet Sauvignon of, of, France, but for, for Portugal. Okay. Um, and that's my, and that's more of a full bodied wine. Uh, and you know, it's similar characteristics to, to a Cabernet Sauvignon, except that the flavor profile is just totally different. And I, I sum it up this way, it may not be the maybe this it could mean something to people, maybe it maybe it doesn't, but when I think of a Cabernet and I drink Cabernet, I think of red kind of red fruits. Um, you know, say like a red, you know, red licorice, things of that nature that, that come out in the in the fruit. When the port with the Portuguese grapes with Triga Nacional and those in those blends, I think of blue fruits. So I think of, say, a blueberry or a or a or a or blackberry currants. Okay, that's so it's definitely a a unique flavor profile for those that that know, you know, that kind of that, that kind of really enjoy getting into the specifics of of flavors and wine.
1: Well, it, it it's it's intriguing, and in the fact that you're you're the only one stateside that is getting into Portuguese wines. That's that's, that's why I can't wait to open these bottles and I'm, and I'm planning on doing it and and I'll probably have already corked at least one of them by the time this podcast airs, but I plan (laughs) on doing it as part of the Christmas celebration because um, we're, we're going to, we're going to have some tasty meats. I would imagine we usually do a prime rib for Christmas Um, and Costco has a great prime rib. They stuff it full of garlic and I'm, and I'm thinking that full bodied Portuguese wine would go very well with that. And so so if there's two ways you're looking at the bottle, I don't have them in front of me because I, I, I thought that they were the same until you when you and I, you and I were talking before I got you on. They're not the same. So which which one is the full bodied and which one is going to be the the uh, the lesser bodied, for lack of a better term?
2: <laughs> so the the Central Coast is the is the more medium bodied wine. Okay. And the Paso Robles is the full-bodied wine.
1: Okay. That's the one I took so, a picture of. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah.
2: So, so, you know, what I would do, I mean, these wines, all three of those wines are very young. And so I would open them and, you know, de- you know, at least if you're going to decant them, if you're not going to decant them, at least open them and let them breathe for a few hours. Another way to do it too, if you're not going to, depends on how many people you're having over, how much you want to drink. But the other way to do it is open it, take a glass, you know, try a, try a glass of it and then let it put the cork back in it, set it aside and come back to it the next day. Um, and it'll, it'll give that, that it's basically a kind of a shortcut way of, of aging the wine and, sure. and letting it aerate.
1: Yeah. And I've done that a couple um, of times with, with, just, with several wines. It's, it's, inter- it's an entirely different taste profile when you come back the next day. It really is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it's just, it ages the wine. And then, you know, you want to be careful. You don't want to let it go too many days, but, um, you know, it should be, it should be fine for two to three days. No, no problem. You know, too much air though will destroy it over, over time.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh,
2: but, but yeah, it's, um, you know, they're wines that I'm, you know, obviously I'm, it's a, it's a passion of mine and, and they are something that, uh, that's that's quite unique that uh, you're not going to get anywhere else in the world and also, or not, not in the world in, 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 the United States. Ironically though, they are, um, they are planning a few of the Portuguese varietals in uh, Texas. Um, I have not tried them, but, but I know that they're, they're, they're testing some of those Portuguese varietals there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? And that was, that's going to lead to, two, to my last two questions and, and discussion points with you. Uh, so you you have a limited release for 2023. What are your next planned releases? So in 2022,
2: or so th- these are the 21s that we're releasing now. In 2022, it was a little bit of a shorter crop. And I'm only going to have, I will only have two wines. So I'll have the Paso Robles uh, full-bodied uh, Portuguese blend. Uh, and then I'll have, of course, the Patriot uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, we just didn't have, uh, we just didn't have enough fruit. Um, the, the heat came on late in the year, uh, in 22. And so, um, they're just, I, I just ended up just making one, well, well, we haven't even bottled it yet. We're probably going to bottle it here in about the next two to three months. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just been, I don't know, they're about 13, 14, about 13, 14 months now in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the 22s are going to be sort of phenomenal. And then, um, and then in, uh, and then this year, this pet, this just this year, we're actually we're gonna have quite a bit more production. Um, we don't know what we're gonna do yet because you kind of gotta t- t- test these over time sure. um, in the barrel, and then you kind of decide over time what you wanna do, and that gets back to the artistic part of it. Um, so you gotta keep all the science right. You gotta do it all right. Temperature control, everything right. Um, but then the blend really comes down to myself and my buddy and, you know, a few friends. And, um, and I hope, you know, you'll find these wines, they should be, uh, you know, they're, they're very well balanced wines. If that, if that makes sense, you're, you're going to sip these wines. You're going to say, Whoa, that's very smooth. Dig Um, or at least you should, at least you should. I hope, I hope that's the
1: case. Well, you know, we look forward to helping you promote that particularly on the podcast or, you know, when, when you get on the Newsmax show and such. And so before I get into my last discussion point with you, uh, just tell folks the name of the website where they can go and check out your wines and folks, you just got to understand there's going to be limited distribution because it's, it's a, it's a limited initial release. And so hopefully folks can, you know, first come first serve that kind of thing. Right.
2: Yeah. And and it's Devin Okay. And we have a, we have a founder's club that will probably close off at the end of the year. But once you join that club, and you get a case every year and you're guaranteed to get all the wines. And you're guaranteed to get all the other um, uh, your, the wines and thirty-three um, percent off on future wines.
1: Okay. So Devin Nunez
2: Devin Nunes, and, uh, and yeah, and join the Founders Club. There you go. And you should be able to, uh, you, yeah, and you'll get the wines from here on out.
1: Last, last discussion point with you. Now, I know the last time we said this, I, I was I invited you the next time you were in Texas, and I know you've been doing a lot of stuff. So, uh, you probably don't have a lot of time, but seriously, man, <laughs> when if you ever find yourself in North Texas, you've got to give me the heads up so I can at least arrange. To take you up to a place called Grapevine, which is uh, which is within driving distance of my place, and take you there, and then so you can you can try some of the wines here um, because I think you'll be impressed with some of the some of the varietals and what they're doing here with this stuff.
2: So the wines that the wines that I've when I was there one time it was out more in um, in West
1: Texas,
2: and I I you know I think I was in. Yeah, you know, I did. I used to do so many campaign stops and that sort of thing. I want to say that it was in the Lubbock uh, region, yeah, the but Lubbock. I don't know exact. I don't know exactly where the vineyards were.
1: Yeah, panhandle. The panhandle. The vineyards, the vineyards vary, and there's there. We do have a wine country here, but uh, there there's. It's down in a place called Fredericksburg, which is it's a really nice jo- place, but it's nowhere near where I live. But I've been there. I've taken the wife there a couple of times. But at least you'll be able to sample some of the wares, and there's there's a couple of great places up in this little community called Grapevine. That'd be just kind. Of, it's just kind of cool for somebody out in California to see. Uh, now I think Texas can be proud of what they're doing. When I first got here in 2006, it was a very it was very nascent and very beginning. And what it's turned into is something that's actually kind of cool, and that Texas is starting to be very proud of. So would uh, just love to invite you to come check it out and just give me a heads up when you're going to be around so we can, we can make it happen.
2: And where, so where is the, what do you call it? It's called grapevine. Yeah. Grapevine,
1: Grapevine, Texas. Right. And I, I would probably take you to a winery. So that where, I know.
2: where is that in proximity to, to Dallas?
1: That is to the West and to the North of Dallas. And it's to the East and to the North of Fort Worth. So it's one of the center cities, but, to the north in the Metroplex. Okay. About okay. how far out of Dallas? Eh, 35, 40 minutes, depending on traffic. It is closer to DFW international airport. It's actually a pretty uh, hop, skip and a jump from the airport. Oh,
2: wow. I didn't realize it was that close. It well, is very- I, I will. Yeah. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to try that someday.
1: Okay. So it's standing invite, man, just, just have, <laughs> have your people get in touch with my people and we'll, uh, Make sure you can make sure you can partake in some of the uh, the Texas finery winery because it's actually good stuff and um, it's something I've been just I've been jonesing to to have you try out because I think you'll be impressed with some of it and it might help inspire some of your creations out there in Paso Robles.
2: Well, I'm looking forward to it, Chris. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate that.
1: God's blessings to you again. Thank you for the very kind gift and uh, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And uh, I always appreciate the discussion.
2: Hey, same to you. And it's good to talk about something other than politics.
1: Amen, brother. Amen. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. That puts a wrap on the first week back for the Salcedo Storm podcast in 2024. Hope it's going to be a good one, folks. But I want you to prepare for a rocky ride out there. So we didn't want to hit it every single day. Massive uh, issue oriented stuff. So The departure and talking about a little of the finer things in life, a little bit of wine. So that was the whole impetus behind that. All right, folks, visit a couple of websites, TexasScorecard.com and ChrisSalcedo.com. That's where you find me and also great stories about what's impacting Texas and beyond. Again, TexasScorecard.com and ChrisSalcedo.com. Till we visit again, my friends, remember, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends.
0: Question. How many things in your life are automated? Answer. Even more than you think. Automation isn't just the future anymore. It's the here and now. Experience the latest automation solutions and technology. Learn from industry titans and connect with other professionals paving their way forward, only at Automate, North America's largest robotics and automation showcase in Chicago, Illinois, May 6 to 9, 2024. Registration is open and free. Learn more at automateshow.com.